I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, the Rays pitched lights out during their 5-2 and two homestand. Outstanding homestand at that. But you know what? It could have been even better. They leave 13 men in scoring position in a one nothing loss to the Rockies in 11 innings. We'll break down the first week. For the Rays, as they head to San Francisco for a series which begins on Friday against the Giants. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are at Toronto tonight with a chance to still tie the record in the NHL for the most wins in history. But should the Lightning be a little worried about some of their defensive lapses? We'll also talk about that. We've got all that and more in this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, are you sick and tired of paying high electric bills? I've got something for you. If you want to save 90 to 95%, on your electric bills, listen to me now. May Electric Solar is a locally owned company, and May Electric Solar is the safest solar available and does not use high voltage like many of the other companies. And May Electric Solar has a 25-year warranty on all their equipment and labor. They have a full showroom to see their products and their open weekdays. And May Electric Solar has been around 12 years. They've earned a great reputation with their customers and peers. Now, there's many other solar companies imitating them and trying to use their great name, but remember... They do not use subcontractors, and they do not subcontract for any other company in any other way. So everyone knows it has to be May all the way. So stop the insanity of these out-of-control electric bills. Start saving now. Call May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You call right now. You can also receive a 30% tax credit by changing to solar energy through 2019. Call the real May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Steve, it's hard to be disappointed if you're a Rays fan over this latest homestand. I mean, the Rays wind up winning uh, five out of seven games. Their pitching was was just literally off the charts. And yet, um, as good as Blake Snell and everybody was uh, in this series, they lose their final game against the Colorado Rockies one to nothing in extra innings. And they stranded 13 men on base. And uh, Chris Iannetta hits the home run off of Chad Rowe on an 0-2 pitch that I'm sure he wishes had he had back. And I guess it's just the nature of baseball. I mean, they have an off day before they uh, play in San Francisco and they go on the road for this road trip that will take them to San Francisco and then Chicago and Toronto. But you just you, you feel as if they, let, they really did sort of let one get away. Well, on, the, um, yeah, the last few innings before extra innings, I think they left nine runners on in four innings. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they had opportunity after opportunity. Um, Willie Adamas lays down a bunt single that you thought scored a run. Turns out he was out by a fraction of an inch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they error on their center fielder starts a rally, uh, but they just couldn't couldn't get anything across the plate. I mean, you know, they pretty much outplayed Colorado today, but couldn't scratch a run across. And Ionetta hits the the hanging you know, slider off Chad's hanging row. Chad. Yeah, the I think we call it the hanging Chad. There you go. Can I get a recount? <laughs> you know, maybe. Um, big zero up there. Uh, that I mean, that snapped a streak of 22 and a third innings without allowing a run. Think about that. We're at the start of a Major League Baseball season, and this, this pitching staff went out there and has done what they have done. I mean, what is it, one or zero runs in the last four or five games? 
uh, five games, it's been one or zero runs. They've given up 11 runs in the first seven games. That's incredible. And that five of them was in the first game. Yeah, exactly. Against their ace, Blake Snell, who, by the way, will get to his performance the other night as well. But, um, look, I, I'm a big believer that of everything that you can talk about, obviously pitching and defense goes hand in glove. That's the way the Rays are built, okay, first and foremost. Um, pitching – those two things should not go in a slump. You're going to have days where, in, in, in this case, maybe sort of a homestand where you don't really score a ton of runs. I mean, they had their games. They had their breakout games, obviously. But um, your, your hitting will go up and down. That's just that's just part of the game. It's part of baseball. And right now there are some guys that are off to some bad starts in their season. Um, but when you can – you can't – to me, you can't fake throwing the baseball and having the sort of depth of their bullpen and their starters – that they have shown in this homestand. This is as good a sign as I've seen from the Rays, not just because they, they had a 5-2 and two homestand, but because they did it against the Astros and the Rockies, and both those teams are pretty good offensive ball clubs. They both made the playoffs last year. Both had 91 wins or more. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, those are formidable lineups. And, and the defense, too. Don't forget the defense. Fantastic. The defense has been taking runs away from the opposition. Yes. With, with some of where they're playing, but the plays they're making – uh, you know, you've got to love the catchers throwing runners out. That's something the Rays haven't done at this level in a long time, if ever. Was it six out of seven or seven out of eight in this series? Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, you know, Perez and, and Zanino particularly have been phenomenal yeah. at throwing base runners out, which, you know, look, if, if other teams can't advance runners or they stop running on you, you've got an advantage now. They've got no to get doubt. extra hits to get runs in or extra draw extra walks or anything else to, you know, they're going to start pressing and pushing because they can't, you know, get on first and steal second. You know, so now, you know, instead of, you know, you know, get a single, steal second, and then a, a bloop single get you in, now you need a blast. Exactly right. And the only the only blast they got wound up beating them uh, again in extra innings on Chris Iannetta's home run. Um, you know, if, if there was any concern, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word, but the one game that I went to that I covered in this homestand, of course, was the opener, Justin Verlander against Blake Snell. It was a marquee pitching matchup uh, of the two you know, guys that finished one and two in the Cy Young, of course, Snell winning it. And, you know, Blake admittedly uh, maybe maybe threw too many curveballs, maybe was too predictable at times, I suppose. He got, he got batted around for three home runs in that game and, and gave up the five runs. Um, but if you had any concerns about him, he, he certainly got right back on track to where he was last year uh, when he pitched the other day. Seven innings, gives up just two hits, no runs, and strikes out, what, a career-high 13, I want to say? Tied his career-high 13. Um, yeah, he was – Bud Black put it best, the manager of the Rockies, after, last, after the game on Tuesday night. He said, Blake Snow was pitching tonight. He had all yes. four pitches that he could throw in any count and anywhere he wanted to. And those hitters had no clue what to do against him. And granted, it helps that it's a lineup that doesn't see him very often. Sure. They may not know how good he, you know, I mean, you hear and you, you know, watch video and that, but until you faced a guy. But he had all four pitches and he could throw them in any count, any time. It was a three, you know, Bud Black specifically was saying, look, it's a 3 2 count and he's throwing a changeup, put it right where he wants, or a curveball, a legit curveball that's thrown for a strike. That's right. not what you expect when it's a 3 2 count. You're looking for no. fastball all the time. And when you have a pitcher that can do that, that, that's an elite pitcher, and we already know Blake's elite, but, you know, he looked a lot better. 
He was mixing up his pitches. As he talked about, the sequencing was much better. And he was throwing yep. all four pitches and didn't forget any of them. Right. And he got ahead with the fastball, which you like to see. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's still the pitch that's going to set everything else up. But he does. He has – you talk about a repertoire. This guy has four plus-plus pitches right down, uh, you know, fastball, slider, curve, and changeup. And uh, he had them all going and was just in control – I don't think he allowed a base runner maybe to like the fifth inning. I mean, he, you know, th- he had no hit type yeah, he of was stuff. Perfect. He was perfect through four. Yeah. I mean, he was really dominant. And and it just, to see a guy get back on the mound, and, and not that he, you know, not that he was, you know, bashed all over the place. I mean, he did get up the home runs in, on opening day, but he lost a, a pretty good pitcher in Justin Verlander who actually, you know, sort of got off the hook early and then, uh, you know, cruised through about 12 batters in a row. So no shame in losing to Verlander or to the Astros for that matter, but, just the way it wasn't a Blake Snell like performance from a year ago. This one was like every every one that he threw out there, you know, from I don't know July on last season when he was just virtually unhittable. And uh, if that's the Blake Snell we see, he could win another Cy Young Award because he was just that dominant. And again, against you know against a lineup that has some pretty good hitters in it. Uh, no, they hadn't seen him much, but Colorado certainly. Um, you know, is formidable in, in, in making the playoffs a year ago. Um, so this, so the pitching, if you come away with this, it's that, you know, pitching and defense should not go into a slump. The catching is outstanding defensively. Um, here's the big, the big concern. Are all these guys going to be able to hit? And not that you have to score a lot of runs because clearly when you're going to throw up zeros the way they have, you don't. There's one guy in particular, Steve, that had a, just a, uh, a horrible series offensively, and that's Willie Adamas. I think he had one hit. Um, you know, he's pressing. And you can see that. Uh, you know, he had opportunities in this uh, last game against Colorado, came up, uh, you know, was really an eyelash away from beating out a bunt that would have driven in a run and probably won the game because it was late in the ball ballgame uh, when, he, when he pushed a bunt and, uh, you know, it was just a tremendous play by the Rockies' third baseman. But aside from that, he looks like he's feeling for things up there. He doesn't, you know, when you're in a slump, it's 0-2 every at-bat, you know. You start having three pitch at-bats. I mean, it gets that bad. And I just feel like I'm wondering if Adamas has had enough success at the major league level to where he can find his way out of, out of a slump like this to start the season. Well, I think we're going to find out. I mean, I think they're going to give him every opportunity. You and I were sure. talking earlier, you know, he came up in the 11th inning, and he actually – put a pretty good, you know, uh, swing on and, and drove the ball to the warning track opposite he field. Did. But, you know, I would have considered pinch hitting for him there. But sure. I think they're trying to they're trying to give him the confidence and, and they don't want to take him out in that situation and, and threaten that confidence long term. I mean, you know, he is their shortstop of the future. Whether he's the right one for right now, you know, offensively particularly, we're going to find out. I mean, you know, now – you know, let's not forget too that two of their infielders are already missing. In, you know, in the season, Joey Wendell's on the injured list, and Yandy Diaz did not play today after he tweaked an ankle in Tuesday night's game. Right. So they're all, you know, and, and so they're down a couple infielders. Daniel Robertson, who was sick on Tuesday night, he did play on Wednesday. But so you know that's part of it too. But you know they're going to give him every opportunity, particularly early in the year, and particularly when the team's having success. You can afford to give him a little more leeway, I guess, or more opportunities. Uh, you know, because I, the worst thing they want to do is shatter his confidence. Yeah, and I and I think too. I don't know how much better he would get by, or, or how he would benefit at all by going down to AAA. Look, he's proven he can hit that pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's not an issue. So getting more at-bats down there, it's not like he's not playing now. He also is going to help you with his glove and did so in, in both these series. I mean, he made some outstanding plays, some double plays that got them out of some jams. So, you know, Willie Adamas is, is going to help you even if he doesn't hit. I mean, it's a little like Mike Zanino where, you know, whatever you get from him offensively is a bonus. But his, his main job is handling the pitching staff and, and controlling the running game and things like that. I, I will argue so I think, there a little bit, though. Unlike Zanino, where you could put Joey Wendell or Daniel Robertson in shortstop, and they're going to play just could. as good defensively as Adamas does. You could. I mean, you absolutely those, could. Those two are plus defenders no matter where you put them on the infield. Right. You know, Zanino is, you know, uh, you know, really good at calling games and throwing runners out. There's nobody else behind him that the Rays have that are that good at that. Where you right, know, it'll, it'll be interesting good. what leeway they give Adamas if he continues to struggle. You know, he he struggled well, at times last season too after he was called. Remember, he was called up and then sent back down. They brought him, sent him back down because he couldn't. He, yeah, he wasn't handling right. uh, handling the offensive part of of his game. Yeah, so we'll. I mean, you know, I think they're going to give him a lot of leeway, but they do have, you know, guys that can play just as good a defense as he does, and that are hitting the that generally hit the ball better so far in the major leagues. And Joey Wendell and Daniel Robertson. Right. Well, I mean, I, I just think it's, you know, again, it's too serious. When you consider that some of these guys, if they play 150-something games, they're going to get almost 500 at-bats, right? So whatever he got off to in this, in this uh, you know, homestand with these two series is, is just such a small fraction of what he's going to have for the whole season. And, and, you know, if this slump happens in, you know, the middle of July sometime, you no even, even talking it. about it. Do you it. even notice? Right. And, and there – you know, when he got his first hit the other night, you know, you could see sort of the pressure come off. He's smiling about it. But there is something to, you know, when the season starts, you do probably look at your average a little more than you should mm -hmm. <laughs> just because you want to get going. You want to get that first hit. You want to have that first multiple hit game. You want to, you know, you want to try to hover around 300 or 200 or whatever it is, and you kind of take it at 10 bat at bat increments, and, and you just don't want to bury yourself. Because, you know, a one for 25 can, can do damage. You can be fighting uphill all year. And so everybody is, is sort of cognizant of that early on, and you want to contribute. And so, you know, having a homestand and starting the season this way is probably not something that, um, that, that he or any other player wants to go through. But, uh, you know, he, he is, he is going to have to learn how to fight his way out of these slumps as well. It's just that I think he's, he, you know, you don't want to see him give up at bats. I mean, I think the one bunt, um, that he had that he you know was just an eyelash away from driving in a run that probably would have won the game was a good idea. Bunting with two strikes with less than two out and a runner on third, I'm never a big fan of that, especially with an infield drawn in. I don't care how many guys they put in the infield, five, six, you name it, your batting average should go up about 50, 60 points because you can literally smash the ball through the infield, and if it's not right at somebody, it's probably going to be a hit. But that was they Kevin Cash had, that said that he wanted him to bunt. I mean, that was Cash calling it. And it's, it's because you don't have confidence in him at this point. It's a lack of confidence. And, and you know, he had put down a bunt earlier that was almost successful. Um, so he had proven he could do that. But he tried to push the ball to the right side because they had extra infielders on the left side and they were on top of him. Um, and he just wasn't able to execute. I just don't think that's a good play, particularly with two strikes. I, I don't believe in it. In that situation, a fly ball anywhere, even medium outfield with two outfielders, is probably going to score a run. You're probably going to win the game. I would have given him the green light and let him swing away with two strikes, but that's just me. Kevin Cash did not. It didn't work out for him, so they move on to uh, to San Francisco. But 
Um, I don't know. Is there, uh, you know, I, I don't know how plugged in you are to the national media. I've heard a lot about Seattle. I've heard about, you know, sort of the bad starts that the Cubs have gotten off to and the Red Sox and that sort of thing. Not Maybe it's a good thing. Doesn't seem to be a lot of national buzz about the Rays just yet. Uh, well, I mean, the one game they were paying attention to was Blake Snell versus Justin Verlander, and that didn't go the Rays' way. So True, but true. Look, I mean, when you've given up 11 runs through seven games, you know, the guys who know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now we're taking notice. I mean, yeah. this, this pitching staff and the defense of this team has been phenomenal the first week of the season. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what the, you know, the Rays, you know, you and I both have, have talked about we still question whether this team will be able to put hits together consistently enough throughout the, sure. the year to put crooked numbers up. That's, that's right. That's always going to be, you know, challenge. A, a challenge with the Rays. You don't have those big hitters that some of the other teams do because they're quite expensive. Yep. But they're they're once again built on pitching and defense, which, you know, doesn't take days off. Yep. And and can carry you for good parts of a season or good chunks, and when your offense is struggling, so. You know, you've got that going. You're, look, you're five and two. Remember last season, you started one and seven, <laughs> I and know. four and thirteen. Rays fan getting greedy all of a sudden here. Yeah. Yeah. Five and two, and, and you know, okay, Seattle's got a better record than you, but I don't like you know maybe Milwaukee too. But other than that, you know, you've probably got the sec- third best record in baseball. I haven't looked yeah. at you know Wednesday's you know standings as far as how the games went. Well, they have. But, ha- but you definitely have given up the least amount of runs. The game. Yeah, you've definitely sure. given up the least amount of runs per game by far right. than anybody else. Yeah, so Rays fan needs to calm down if, you, if you're if you a little anxious out there. I would say uh, another positive sign along with that pitching that you mentioned is Charlie Morton, um, who, looked, who looked pretty strong again. I think he pitched five innings in his opener, gave up a couple runs. Uh, this one he was, you know, scoreless uh, through six, I believe. And, um, you know, certainly he's going to give you a good, you know, a good go at it. We'll see what Tyler Glass now does in his second outing. He, he looked strong, you know, despite a, a shaky – Spring training, he he uh, eliminated that pause that he had been working on and came out mm-hmm. and threw the ball very very well. I mean, everything that everybody that basically they've thrown out there has done well, with the exception of of Rowe giving up a home run on an O two pitch. But even even Chad, you know, threw well before that. So um, really, no no concerns down in the bullpen or certainly with their starting pitching at this point. And we'll see what they're able to do as they move on to San Francisco. Kind of a tough early road trip. You go all the way to the West Coast, uh, you know, for a series against Evan Longoria. And then you come work your way back to Chicago, where the weather, I'm here to tell you, is not great up there just yet. So you well, could first go, of all, the weather in, in San Francisco, they're calling for rain It's not great there either. Weekend. Yeah. I mean, basically, I don't. I told Tompkin this, I don't know how you pack for this road trip. I mean, it's, it's weird because um, you could have rain in San Francisco. You could have lots of cold weather, um, you know, certainly in Chicago and, and maybe even Toronto, which at least has a dome. So – um, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but, uh, this early start to the season, I don't think that, you know, if you'd have told Kevin Cash, you got the Astros, you've got the Rockies coming in here. You're going to lose to Justin Verlander in the opener. He'd be really happy and race fans should be really happy with a five and two start and the way they've done it in that they've uh, pitched very, very well and, and really been dominant in that aspect 
um, from the start. So, and, any good thoughts start on Evan Longoria facing off this weekend? Well, I, I wonder. You know, it's not Evan is not one to uh, to probably show a lot of emotion. I I agree with Mark. I think Major League Baseball blew this. I mean, if you're yes. going to have an interleague series against the Giants, um, you know, this game probably should at least at least a couple of them could have or should have probably been at Tropicana Field. Mm-hmm. You know, Evan deserves that return back in the in the standing ovation. I, I'm pretty sure he would get. Uh, as well as you know the great Longoria moments before his career is done, um, I, you would like to see him have that opportunity. I mean, Joe Madden was able to do that with Chicago Cubs. Uh, David Price, you know, has come back. A lot of guys. Uh, in this case, Evan was traded to the you know to the Giants. It wasn't as if he he wanted to get out of here or signed as a free agent. So it's unfortunate because you know he is still to me. Uh, the biggest face of that franchise, you know, despite all the pitchers that they have lost in the well, look past. Look at the I record think. books. I mean, you know, outside of yeah. hits, which he finished nine hits behind Carl Crawford, he's pretty much first in every category. He's got them all, and he was the babe, and he was the anchor, um, and the connection, you know, to the World Series teams and all of that. Uh, and just, you know, a guy that's big in the community. I mean, the owner of Duckies, and um, of course, you know, he's married to the playmate and his wife, and ever they still live here, so. Um, you know, I think that uh, it would have been a nice it would have been a nice thing for baseball to think about, um, although it's a singular player. And, and who knows? I'm not sure the scheduling is not the easiest thing in the world to do, but um, it's unfortunate. But I think, you know, he doesn't. The other thing is, Steve, he doesn't know many players on this race team. It won't be like, you know, um, you know, yeah, he knows Snell, Kevin Cash, Kevin Kiermeyer. That's about it. Um, right. Let's see. It was before last season he was traded. So. Right. And they got rid of a lot of those players off his final team. Yeah, I mean, some of the minor league guys you might have known from spring trainings, you know, the Willie Thomas and things like yeah. that, where yeah. you didn't necessarily play with them in the big leagues, but you spent some time, you know, the Jose Alvarados maybe. It's possible some of the you pitchers, know, yeah. but but not a whole lot of, uh, certainly not a whole lot of position players. Even a lot of the coaching you know? staff turned over with, you know, Rocco Baldelli sure. and Charlie Montoya getting managerial jobs this year, and Kevin Cash kind of changed the coaching staff a year ago. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure there'll be some pangs when he sees, you know, the the, the uniform and and uh, some of the friends he has over there. Um, but yeah, it remains remains to be seen. So, good start for the Rays. Not such a good night the other night, and we haven't talked about this, so we'll bring it up here. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Look, I I mean, they couldn't ask for any more from a goaltender who had come up, you Ooh. know, in in short short notice. I think he had 41 saves. I mean, at one point. I believe the Lightning were outshot 14 to two to start that game against Montreal. Well, I believe in the first period, the shot attempts, not the ones that are on net, the shot attempts were 39 to 14 in favor of Montreal. That's incredible. 39 shot attempts in 20 minutes. The Montreal yeah, had. not good. Not the way you want to start a game. Not the way you want to play in front of your young goaltender. But um, you know that game was. Was two to one, then two to two, and and you know they 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 had a shot at it, a chance to win it. It was a big game for Montreal too. I mean they they needed to win, and uh, and and they had the home crowd behind them, and I thought that they played pretty well down the stretch. But now you know it's uh, I, I don't know. Is it troubling that they've that they've started some of these games um, slowly this way, especially as far as getting zone time and getting the, getting the puck out of their end and that sort of thing? I'm not – the slow starts I'm not as worried about. I, I am worried the trend defensively is they're giving up a lot more. Yeah. That they seem to have – they're having rush problems. And, 
and yes. some bad turnovers in turnovers. this. Now, Hedman mm-hmm. is you know not playing right now. Strawman just came back on that game Tuesday night. Came uh, back and played well. Didn't look mm-hmm. like he had missed any, anything yep. at all. You know, so you don't still have your full defensive complement back there, but you know that part's starting to worry me just a little bit. That you know, look, I mean, they had nothing to play for. Montreal is you know currently tied for the last playoff spot, but out of the playoffs if they started today because Columbus right. has the tiebreaker on them. So every point matters to them. I mean, they That's needed right. two points Tuesday night. The Lightning would like to get two points, but at the end of the day, win or lose, it didn't matter. And, and right. you know, so it's it's hard to get up as up as the other team is in those regards. Um, so, and granted, you know, Montreal could be, you know, who you play in the first round of the playoffs too at this point. So I, I'm a little concerned just – because it's been a trend over the last week or two. But then again, none of these games have meant anything to the Lightning. They can no longer set the record for wins now. And right. maybe maybe that takes some, uh, not pressure off, but, you know, now there's really nothing to play. I mean, you can tie the record if you beat Toronto and, and Boston on Saturday. But so it, I, I worry a little bit. I mean, you know, if you get Hedman back for the playoffs, I, I'm more confident at that point because, you know, if you get your top six back of, you know, Hedman – Strawman, McDonough, Chernak, Sergachev, and Coburn, and Jan Rudas. And Jan Rudas played well, but you know he's still your seventh be- at best, best defenseman, if not eighth. You know you mm-hmm. still want your top six in there. And if you get those guys back, and if Girardi comes back in the playoffs too, you know, I, and I think you'll see the forwards probably give a little more attention to the detail in the back end. You know, I, you know it's kind of easy that hey, this game doesn't mean much. Let me go try to fly the zone a little early. Let me try. You know, I'm not back-checking as hard as I should come playoff time, but you know, there's always a debate every year. Can you just turn it on at the playoffs? Right. And some teams come well, into the playoffs hot and do well in the playoffs, and other teams come in hot and, and are out in four or five games in the first round. You know, there's really no – if you look back in, you know, in history, there's no rhyme or reason as far as are you hot or not going into the playoffs if it matters. Right. The, right. I mean, I some, mean, some you, teams can, can turn it on, others can't, and sometimes it just depends on the opponent and everything else. Yeah. If you remember last year, I didn't think they were playing particularly well. Um, they managed to sort of, uh, you know, back end uh, to to you know having the the home home ice. But I I think that as soon as the playoffs started, they were they were on point. I mean, they won the first two series in five games. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lead, you know, over Washington and needed to win one of the final two, so it didn't affect them. I, I they. There's a part of me, Steve, that that they look tired. You know what I mean? And 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 maybe it's not physically tired, might just be the mental grind. I mean, I'm almost like there is this record that's out there, and they're they're they you know they're playing these games that matter a lot more to these other teams, and they haven't had mm-hmm. anything to play for for some time. But it's but it would almost I don't know that it wouldn't help if if it weren't even a carrot. You know, if there wasn't one more check box you know what i'm saying that's where that's where i was saying that you know now that they cannot set the record for wins right maybe there's a little bit of just mental relief to it not relax yeah you know it's just it's less questions about are you going to get 63 i mean right you know we're not we're not going to tie the the record and and look i mean they're one of three teams ever to win 60 games this is phenomenal yeah and i mean that's that's a historic season whether you're first second or third right Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you know you're one of three and, and your coach is one of two that's done it yeah I think they're just ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I do too. I, I think mean, they're past ready for it. I would be. Yeah, I think it, I think this this is worn on them. The longer the season has gone, it's it feels like it's not going to end. And then you know what? I know the women's final four is in is in Tampa Bay and at Emily Arena. It didn't do them any favors to have to go on the road their last four. 
Um, you know, that's exhausting in and of itself to have back-to-backs as well. Mm-hmm. Louis Domingue being out. I mean, there are some variables that are less than, than advantageous, you know. It would help to sort of finish at home a little bit um, and not have this last swing. Um, but that's that's the way the schedule worked out. And, I think it and, will uh, help these final two games that they're against Toronto and Boston. And that assuming you get out of the first round, one of yeah. those two teams is your opponent in the second round. That's true. That's true. You know, and I think that can put a little more focus to it. It's teams you're familiar with that you play quite often and you've developed rivalries with because the last couple of years, these are the top three teams of the division. So I, I think, correct. you know, your hope is that that being the opponent the next two games, that, that, that maybe puts a little more focus and they get back to playing their game. You know, Kucherov also, look, he's going to win the scoring title. He's 10 points up on McDavid with two games to go. That's right. Um, you know, unless McDavid's getting 10 points and Kucherov scores none in two games. I mean, so Kucherov's, you know, there's even that pressure of, you know, last year he was leading the points lead for a while and then he didn't end up winning it. McDavid did. This year he's got a big enough lead now. He's going to win the scoring title. So it's just all these little things are, you know, kind of weights off you, you know. And look, the players all say, look, these records don't matter in that. But, look, Kucherov wants to win the scoring title. I mean, oh, he, absolutely. He traded in a heartbeat for the Stanley Cup. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it's important to him. He wanted to win it last year. Mm-hmm. And he kind of faded a little bit down the street. McDavid had nothing else to play for, so all he was doing was scoring. Right. You know, he even said at the end of last season, you know, I'm going for the scoring title because they were so far out of it. And so, he, you know, he was every shift it was about putting pucks on net or, you know, it, that's all he was doing at the end of last season. Kucherov's going to win that this year, so that helps too. So, look, I, I think the opponent the next two games is, is good. I think, you know, they know they're going to open at home. You know, I think, I, I think they're going to be fine, but the, the defensive breakdowns are starting to concern me a little bit because it's becoming a pattern. Meanwhile, the Bucs continue to host uh, some players that they will potentially draft. They get 30 visits from guys outside of the state. Two of the guys that the Bucs are looking at uh, visited on Wednesday, and that was Clemson defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence and Houston defensive lineman Ed Oliver were in town. So, um, look, I, I think that regardless of where the Bucs are, whether they pick fifth overall or they move back, uh, I think that's probably more likely than moving forward. But defensive line is a deep, deep position in this draft and one certainly of need. And I think, you know, Oliver is a guy that we probably haven't talked much about. We will as we get closer uh, to the draft. But he's somebody that could fit in that 3-4 defense as a stand-up edge rusher, um, sort of an outside linebacker in this defense. Uh, Lawrence, of course, has had a great career at uh, Clemson as inside player. You're going to have to find a three technique to replace Gerald McCoy. Uh, it looks for all the world that uh, he will not be back next season. We'll see what happens in the draft, whether he gets traded or uh, eventually released or whatnot. But he didn't come to the offseason workout programs. I don't think he'll be at the minicamp later this month, but that remains to be seen. Um, so they're starting to filter some players through here as part of their 30 visits. And no surprise that these are two of their uh, the more elite uh, defensive linemen that uh, both of them actually projected to go somewhere in the first round. Hey, speaking of the NFL draft, today at noon, you can join myself and Jenna Lane and Trevor Sigma at the Insider Show that you hear during the season, along with Pat Donovan. We're going to be uh, at a restaurant in St. Petersburg uh, from Oak and Stone. It's uh, great food, I hear. We'll be there from uh, noon to 1 o'clock. Our portion will be on at that time. Come out and see us. We're going to uh, talk about the NFL draft, and we'll be doing that every Thursday at noon from Oak and Stone throughout the month of April, right up until draft day, as a matter of fact. So 
good opportunity to come say hello and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you and maybe answering some of your questions out there with uh, the friends from the Insider Show on 6, 620 WDAE, or I guess they call it 95.3 WDAE. So remember now, the Lightning play tonight in Toronto, one of their final two games. The Rays are off as they make their way to San Francisco for a series against the Giants. And folks, hey, don't forget now, if you're tired of paying those high electric bills, call our friends at May Electric Solar. They're going to hook you up. You can reach them at 727-819-2862. You call right now, and you can also save 30% tax credit by changing to solar energy through 2019. Call the real May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. For Steve Verstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.